entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. We are recording this interview in May of 2020. The world has been disrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic. We expect this discussion to be valuable now and in the future. Folks, I can't think of two people more qualified than my guests to discuss resilience during these interesting times. Joining me is Greg Stubbe and John Gronsky. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Marty. So John Gronsky and Greg Stubbe, I'm going to introduce both of these people. Listen carefully. Retired Special Forces Sergeant First Class Greg Stubbe spent 19 of his 23 years in the United States Army as a member of the Green Berets. After being wounded in Afghanistan, he became the Green Berets' first official spokesperson. Greg is now a professional speaker and author of a great book called Conquer Anything, A Green Beret's Guide to Building Your A-Team. Let's introduce John L. Gronsky, Major General, United States Army, retired, served over 40 years in the Army on active duty and in the Pennsylvania National Guard. John owns John Holes, an MBA from Penn State and a Master of Science in Strategic Studies from the Army War College. John Gronsky is a leadership and peak performance expert, a motivational storyteller, sought-after speaker and leadership seminar leader. And John also wrote a great book. That title of that is The Ride of Our Lives, Lessons on Life, Leadership, and Love. So welcome, gentlemen, to the Business Builder Show. I have been looking forward to this. This is going to be, I think, fun. I know interesting. So let's start out this way. So, Greg, do I have your attention? Are you ready to go? I am. I am. <laughs> so, so when we were chatting earlier, you, me, and John, um, we were in a different context, but you said something, and I think I'm getting in this right. You said, well, this COVID-19 pandemic is, is kind of a pop quiz. Let me repeat that. Pop quiz. I think that needs some explanation, brother. So talk to me. Well, I don't want to I don't want anyone to think that I, that I take it for granted uh, or, or think of it as less severe than it is. I understand uh, the grave consequences that we're dealing with, but, but this isn't um, our first rodeo in human history and uh, not even in our national history. So uh, what we've been through in mankind is, is a lot worse than this. And, and are we paying attention to history? Are we, are we looking at the things that we should be doing uh, personally, individually, and collectively uh, to be better prepared for the things that we know 
happen as a result of being on this planet. So that's that's my overriding question. And uh, in the scheme of things, this isn't as bad as many things that we've already been through. Mm. Yeah, I think you're actually at a shop. So tell that story, if you don't mind. I think you're at a tire shop, I think. And uh, apparently there was a Vietnam veteran there and someone was talking about this pandemic and maybe he framed this a little bit, uh, you know, in terms of the point that you're making. He he said, hey, you know what, uh, this is uh, this is challenging. However, and then the Vietnam veteran had some things to say, did he not? Well, the thing, it was a World War II veteran, actually. Oh, World War II. Okay. Right. Which which brought better context for me and everyone in the room. Mm. There, a young a young man, maybe 40 years old, said, you know, uh, I've lived through worse than this. I've been through a depression and multiple wars, and this is bad. And and the old guy sitting there, and picture this tire shop. It's a very rural place. It's not a clean, well-lit establishment at all. Um, <laughs> this this old guy sitting there with a crumpled up hat, he said, son, you don't look old enough to have seen that. And uh, and the 40-year-old said, what do you mean, sir? He said, well, I lived through the Great Depression, and this ain't it. He said, we were driving down roads um, hoping we'd find a dead possum roadkill that we could eat. Mm. He said, son, that depression lasted 10 years, and we're not even close to that. Mm. Wow. So, John, as uh, Greg alluded to uh, earlier, the average citizens are definitely facing some real challenges now. So, uh, John, how important do you think it is that we should share a message of hope? Should we be talking about that as much as anything else, John? Yeah, I, I think being positive in challenging times is extremely important. And, you know, in the military, we talk a lot about readiness. And, you know, you, you mentioned the, the topic of today's uh, uh, episode is going, to, is going to be resiliency. And I think the thing people have to remember is resiliency just doesn't happen on its own. I mean, you've got to prepare to be resilient. And, and by that, I mean, you have to have the self-discipline to put yourself in, uh, you know, in, in places outside of your comfort zone. So mm. when a, a tough situation happens, you've got the scar tissue developed a bit. So, so you could uh, not let a setback, you know, punch you down and, 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 and cause you to crumple on the ground. But you could fight through setbacks like, like the one we're, we're dealing with right now. So I think the message to people is, hey, this should be a lesson that we are going to get out of this. You know, we, we know we are. It might take a while, but we'll, we'll get out of this. But continue to prepare yourselves to face these challenging times because this will not be the last challenging time we have. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's something that people have to take to heart. Mm -hmm. Greg, uh, you were a medic in the Army. And um, so uh, let's add to that a little bit. Uh, I think I'm taking this right from your words. Resilience is connected to preparedness. And, and that's John is saying that, but you want to go a little, add your thoughts to that, that resilience is connected to preparedness. Uh, yeah, as a, as a career Green Beret, uh, I meet people all the time that, that tell me, I just wouldn't be brave enough to do the things you did. And, and I think it's easy to feel that way, but, but no one knows better than, than General Gronsky, um, 
because you're looking a major general in the army, uh, combat action. He led soldiers in the worst of conflict that we've seen in quite a while. And, and this is a man who focuses on readiness and the training that we get as a result of that focus, it prepares us. And if you haven't trained to fight, much less trained as you would fight, then you will fear, uh, you'll feel a lot more fear about that and apprehension. But, but if you prepare and you've trained for it, then you have confidence that you wouldn't have otherwise. And so I believe that training, preparedness, readiness is the key. Uh, to resilience. And furthermore, you mentioned that I was a medic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where my ideas about love and compassion began tying in. And the general mentioned that uh, having compassion and being being sensitive to people's needs and the pain uh, that's occurring around us. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we love each other and we recognize that we do, if we're strong enough to love in any environment, uh, then our compassion will be great and our fight will have more conviction to it. By the way, folks, you can contact both of these gentlemen, gregstube.com, S-T-U-B-E, gregstube.com. Yes, he is on LinkedIn. You can reach John Gronsky at johngronsky.com. That's G-R-O-N-S-K-I, johngronsky.com. And also, you can find more about John and his company at leadergrove.com, leadergrove.com. So, John, back to you. Um, when we were talking earlier, again, preparing for this discussion, you, you talked about risk assessment. My guess is that very few people really, really uh, kind of were prepared for this pandemic. In the military, you seem to do better at risk assessment. So maybe talk about maybe our common unreadiness for what's going on now and maybe some suggestions or thoughts on what we can do going forward in terms of risk risk, risk assessment. Yeah, as, as we're moving uh, forward into operating in this period of, of, of COVID-19, uh, I think we could take lessons from, from the Army, lessons from the military. Two things the, the Army focuses on. First of all, it's, it's, it's performing very risky training events, and combat operations as safely as we could. And, you know, that that sounds kind of counterintuitive. You know, you're going to be doing risky things safely. But, yes, uh, the, the Army is good, is good at doing that because, you know, when you're in combat, uh, you, you know, it's bad enough when you have the enemy trying to kill you. Uh, you, you don't want to have a safety infra- infraction where you're going to end up killing yourself. So safety mm-hmm. is extremely important. I think as we move into this, this period, we have to realize that, uh, hey, we could operate again. We just have to, you know, keep our employees safe and we have to keep our, our customers safe. And that's where the risk assessment comes in. I mean, when mm-hmm. you do a res- risk assessment, you, you evaluate, hey, what's the probability of this risk happening? And what's the impact if it, if it does happen? And if you've got high probability and high impact, those are the risks you want to focus on mitigating down uh, so either the probability is, is at a lower level or, or the impact is at a lower level. So, you know, it, it's just being pragmatic about things mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, focusing that 
risk assessment on the things that are, are most critical. Yeah, in business, uh, I talk to my clients all the time about that basic concept. And even before this started, I was I would always somewhat pound on my clients to say, you know, always have cash. Keep that cash available. You never know what's going to happen. Well, some clients think I am uh, saw the future, but I didn't. But again, when we were talking, stay with John for a minute. Um, even the simple things, uh, John, of like, were you already saving for a rainy day, right? I mean, were you already thinking about that? Is that another thing we should be thinking about in terms of going forward? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, I just uh, wrote an article on family resiliency, you know, because mm. we talk about national resiliency, what a nation needs to do to be resilient. And there's also things families could do to be more resilient. One of the things is, is being disciplined enough to – you know, push some cash on the side, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, take some austerity, austerity measures. So you, so you could put a little bit in, in the savings, no matter what your income is, you know, focusing on, uh, the network, you know, developing a network of, of other family members and friends that you could count on if, mm -hmm. if, if there's an emergency, you know, education is a part of family resiliency. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's about, at least six different elements of family resiliency that uh, families need to think about developing. Again, so when we when we hit an uncertain, unexpected time, we could we could deal with it uh, better. Mm. Yeah, makes all the sense. Greg, back to you. Um, you often say, "I've seen this in your interviews." You're a humble guy, and uh, and I love you for that, Greg. Um, but you often say, in quotes, "I'm not a hero," but dis despite your uh, military service and and being badly injured in Afghanistan, and when you look up GregStuby.com, you'll see just how badly. You say instead, "No, I'm just a patriot." So. Tell me more about that. What do you mean, and what lessons can we apply in our lives uh, today and in the future? You, you say, uh, no, I'm not a hero. I'm just a patriot. Talk to me about that. Well, I have to look back to the reasons that I served in the first place and, and the honor uh, that, that was required to stand up and raise my right hand and swear in and write that blank check. Uh, up to and including the value of my life. Uh, uh, being prepared to die for this country, uh, you better believe that you got to have some belief there. You have to have some faith in something greater than yourself and be willing to serve and sacrifice for that. So uh, nowadays, I just see myself not as a victim of anything that happened because if you volunteer, you disqualify yourself from being a victim. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have the great fortune of returning to a country as a citizen um, that I swore was special enough to die for without regret. And now I don't have to fight. Um, I don't have to go back into combat anymore. I get to be here as a citizen in such a great country. So uh, I want to be the best I can at that. And. Frankly, I'm proud to see everybody coming through this. Uh, aside from political angst out there, I see people uh, really considering the common good and being less selfish. And I love I, lo I love being one team, and I love mitigating the risk uh, 
so that we can still win, prosper, and make money because we can't eliminate the risks. We can do the best we can to get around them and through them. You recorded or were part of a, a video. I can't remember the exact name of it. It was Guardians. It was all about Guardians. Um, Greg, maybe you can tell us where we can find that. But you said Guardians are everywhere. So kind of go deeper on what you just said, but in the context of Guardians, of each other, of nature, and those kinds of things. Talk to me a little bit about more of that. More about that. Well, I think... I think people look at me and, and, and General Gronsky as, as the guardians of freedom and, and they say we have a great country because of people like you. Um, but the honest truth is uh, America's not great because we have a military. Uh, America has a military because America is great and, and it needs to be defended. Um, guardianship does not start at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. It starts at Fort Living Room. Uh, we love our children. We love our children. We love our freedom. Um, we love our homes and our neighbors. And, and we love our God. And that's why it's, it's very important that each one of us take a stand for what we believe. And that guardianship and service itself takes all kinds of forms. It starts right here with each one of us. And if we love our children and we love freedom, we better be guardians. Hmm. Hey, yeah. hey, Marty. Yeah, John. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I, I love Greg, too, because he is so humble and inspirational. And as he was talking there, it just made me think of another warrior um, that I read about. His name was Major Hoddle. He, he, was, uh, he, 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 he got killed in, in, in the Vietnam War. But before he died, he actually wrote his own obituary because he didn't want somebody writing about his life. He wanted to explain how he felt about his his service. And he he said something I I thought that was pretty profound. He said, you know, if you're reading this, just remember, I did not die for my country. I lived for my country, you know, because he's a patriot just, just like Greg is. And it also makes me think about people talking these days where, you know, some people are are asking, uh, hey, what does the government owe me? You know, uh, you know, these are my rights. This is what I should be given. Well, I think the focus really needs to be on accountability. You know, as Amer as Americans, I think we need to take accountability for how we live our lives, how we how we prepare ourselves to deal with these tough situations that come our way. So, you know, we're we're looking to put a hand down and help others rather than put our hand out and, and, and take from the government. But mm -hmm. again, just as Greg was talking, it made me think about those things I wanted to, I wanted to share. So my guests are Greg Stubbe, retired special forces, Sergeant first class, Greg Stubbe and John Gronsky, John L. Gronsky, major general, U.S. Army, retired. You can find Greg at gregstubi.com. You can also find him and John on LinkedIn. And John Gronsky is johngronsky.com and leadergrove.com. So let's see. I had this in my notes, but I'm not sure. But I'll throw it out. So um, going through all this or when we're going through anything, um, we tend, we have a tendency, I guess, as human beings to catastrophize just about anything. Um, John, I'll go to you. So um, 
give me some context on that and on, on, and do we do that and 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 then how, how can we avoid that or you know where I'm going so talk to me more about that yeah yeah catastrophizing is I think a uh, something normal that that people do when they find themselves in in a, in a tough situation what catastrophizing is all about is a, some people are prone to look for the worst case situation and they start thinking about the worst case and they start, just to develop a lot of anxiety because they then they believe the worst case is going to happen. When really the best way to deal with that is, yeah, sure, take a look at the worst case. You, you, you should be aware of what the worst case possibly could be. Then take a look at the best case and then take a look at what's the most probable thing that's going to occur. And that's probably something kind of in the middle of, of worst case and, and, and best case. And then you know, uh, develop an action plan around what the most probable thing that's going to occur is and 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 keep yourself from catastrophizing and focusing on worst case because worst case really rarely happens. So Greg Stubbe says resilience is connected to preparedness and that's what you kind of just described. Gentlemen, Memorial Day is May 25th. Memorial Day is May 25th. Greg Stubbe, give me some thoughts on what you want people to think about on Memorial Day. Well, first of all, uh, I want to throw out a reminder there that, that Memorial Day is for those who have fallen in the service of this country and are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd encourage people not to thank a current veteran on that day. Uh, or, or, or to cast their appreciation towards those of us who still have the blessings of liberty in action. Um, I'd like us to all be in remembrance, uh, remembrance of those who passed and, and try to live in a way that validates their sacrifice. Same question for you, John Gronsky. What does this mean to you or what do you want to share in terms of Memorial Day? And Greg, thank you for that clarity. Yeah, um, again, I, I think it's a time for Americans to understand uh, that there's men and women who sacrificed all so that we could continue to live in, in, in a free country and can, we could continue to to have the blessings that, that we all share here in, in America. So it's really just to be uh, uh, kind of reflect on the sacrifice that certain Americans are willing to make for people that they don't even know, meaning their fellow Americans. So it's, it's really a day to be thankful for, for the fact that people like that are, are willing to sacrifice so much for our country. Okay, I'm going to ask both of you some final thoughts on this. So final thoughts on how we as leaders in government, business, education, healthcare, um, give me your final thoughts on, on leadership in all these categories and, and basically in life. And how can we survive, in addition to what we've already talked about, your final thoughts on how we can survive the challenge we're seeing now so that we can thrive in the future. Um, Greg, I'll, I'll turn to you first. In terms of leadership, uh, I, th- I think first of all, uh, risk management is important to understand that the risk is going to be there. It's the mitigation of it that makes us successful uh, to still make a profit and prosper in spite of the risks. Uh, Further, you know, 
I thought for a long time that when FDR said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, I, I thought that that was in context of the world war, but it wasn't. He said that about the depression. And then at the end of a 10 year depression, World War Two began. And how, how bad is that, that it continues in such fashion? And so I think I think fear itself is something that we live with and we can't get rid of it. Everyone has fears, but it's how we manage that fear. And for me, uh, I, I, I take a look at what the worst case might be, as the general pointed out, uh, while I count my blessings and partially my fear of losing those blessings helps me to prepare. So I think my fear transfers into awareness and readiness. Um, and I would say in leadership, managing fears um, is an important thing to do. John Gransky, final thoughts on leadership in government, business, education, health care uh, in our personal lives. Your final thought. Yeah, I, I think as uh, as a leader, uh, the foundation to to good leadership is is character. I mean, character is everything. Uh, you know, sound moral values, integrity, uh, displaying empathy uh, toward people, uh, toward your followers, and that doesn't mean sympathy, but that just means empathy, understanding uh, how they're feeling. Everybody has different situations in their life, so. Some of their struggles might actually be different than than your own struggle. So being able to to understand that, I think leaders need to be transparent. Uh, I mentioned integrity already and transparent. So you know, tell people what the real deal is. Uh, you know, don't don't sugarcoat things. Uh, you know, be hopeful, be positive, but at the same token, be transparent. And then purpose. Uh, you know, provide that overarching purpose. So people realize they're in this for something greater than themselves. If a leader could do those things, the leader will be successful. Both our guests are professional speakers and seminar leaders, and both have written books. Go to gregstubi.com. You can find him on LinkedIn or johngronsky.com and leadergrove.com. Again, my guests have been retired Special Forces Sergeant First Class Greg Stubbe, and John L. Gronsky, Major General, United States Army, retired. Gentlemen, what an honor to have you on the Business Builder Show. What an honor it is to have you as my friends. Thank you so much. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Greg. Great to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. To learn more about me and I'm Marty Wolf, go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. A reminder, you can find all our Business Builders shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.